Florida man robbed a dollar store and then drove to Disney, crashed into a canal. A Florida man ran onto a youth football field, put on a helmet, and hit a child. A Florida man says, these aren't my pants, when they find fentanyl in his pockets. A Florida couple stole their co-worker's baby from a hotel. And pigeons have been painted pink in Pembroke Pines Park. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News. And they are all from the state of Florida. Because on Friday, we only do weird news from the state of Florida. There's plenty of it. It's Florida Friday, Weird AF News. Let's do it. (laughs) Florida men robbed a dollar store, and then on the way to Disney, drove into a canal. You know, Walt Disney World is known as the most magical place on Earth, but sometimes the real world can creep in in the most unexpected ways in Florida. According to reports, a car was pulled from a canal on Disney's Hollywood Studios property. It was an SUV, and it was assumed to be a getaway car that was used during a burglary of an Orlando dollar store very early in the morning. The affidavit states that Michael Pickett, J.V. Robinson, and Corey Stanley are the Florida men that drove that vehicle from the dollar store after they robbed it at 1.30 in the morning. They smashed the windows of the dollar store. doesn't say how much they got away with. But they didn't get far because they drove into a canal. It's very common to drive into a canal in Florida. I'm not sure why. (laughs) Just super common. So many stories of cars just driving into canals in Florida. Is that part of the driving test in Florida? Hey, if you could just drive around and not end up into a canal, we'll give you your license. Here you go, buddy. Deputies say after they found the vehicle in the canal slash lake. They're also saying it's a lake. Anyways, it's on Disney property. They found the burglars in the nearby woods shortly afterward. Oh, they didn't get to Disney after all. Maybe they were just waiting for it to open because this is, you know, it's like two in the morning at this point. Disney doesn't open till what, 8 a.m. maybe? They're just waiting for it to open so they can go spend their dollar store bucks in Disney. I can't blame them. I can't blame them for meditating in the woods prior to going to Disney. They're just, you know, it's very stressful to rob a dollar store. First of all, you don't know what you're going to get. Is it just going to be a dollar when you rob the dollar store? Or is it going to be multiple dollars? It doesn't say how much they got. It does say that uh, when they were found in the woods, they were missing articles of their clothing. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they're missing articles of their clothing. This is just the way Florida people dress. You know, no shirt, no shoes. It's the Florida man look. If the official Florida man look is no shirt, no shoes, correct? A Florida man ran onto a youth football field, put on a helmet, and hit a child. A Pensacola man was arrested yesterday and charged with some child cruelty after allegedly running right onto a youth football field, placing a helmet onto his head, and striking a child. This Florida man is David Allen Taylor, age 41. He's charged with disorderly conduct and cruelty towards a child. According to the arrest report, a deputy was at the football field observing some youth football practice. It wasn't even a real game. It was a practice. I I know parents are known to fly off the handle during a game when they don't agree with a call by the ref or something. This is not even a real game. It's a practice. I don't agree with how the practice is going. (laughs) Puts a football helmet on and strikes another child. I need more information. The deputy was at the 
field at that same time, coincidentally. He saw several coaches arguing with a male on the football field who was a parent of a player. Oh, this is like one of these sports parents that is way out of control. When you're going to the practices and starting a fight, you're way out of control. The deputy says Taylor was yelling, cursing, and approached the coaching staff in a very aggressive manner. Now, apparently what was going on was the players were practicing one-on-one tackling drills when one of the children, nine years old, was matched up with the victim. During the tackling scrimmage, the victim overpowered the other child, and the child started crying. Taylor, the Florida man, allegedly ran out to the football field and was was very angry due to the child crying. It doesn't say, I assume it's his child. It'd be very weird if it wasn't. Taylor, the parent, then got the child's helmet, placed it onto his own head, and then got in a kneeling stance in front of the victim. Allegedly, Taylor then ran and struck the victim in the chest area, using his helmet as a spear. (laughs) That's a a foul, from my understanding. It's called unnecessary roughness. And when you do it to a nine-year-old, it's called uh, child cruelty. Taylor wasn't done there after he rammed his helmet into one of the children he grabbed the victim by his arms and pushed him several feet and then placed the victim on his back on the ground in a very aggressive manner yeah it's called tackling at that point the deputy said the coaches intervened taylor began to argue with all of them this maniac parent was arrested and is in the county jail currently Uh, and i don't know if you can let this guy out during football season i mean you might want to wait a few months this guy takes it very seriously and if we're being honest, I don't know if he can come out during baseball season either because what happens if he just grabs one of those aluminum bats and attacks a child? I mean, you can't put it past him. These crazy sports parents, man. And then when you add, you sprinkle in some Florida. Woo, boy. Florida deputies found fentanyl in a man's pockets who then said, these are not my pants, officer. A 37-year-old convicted felon was in possession of other people's dangerous illegal drugs, apparently, when the deputies arrested him for violating some curfew. Charles Alexander Bates of East Naples, Florida, was wearing a large bag across his chest with a large pocket knife on the front when the police encountered him after midnight on a heavily damaged residential street in North Naples. Heavily damaged, I assume, because of the hurricane. Deputies removed Bates from a residential property on the street prior to the curfew taking effect at midnight. He was unable to explain why he was back on the property and out past curfew. Uh, The sheriff, Kevin Rambosk, said that, I'm not going to tolerate criminal activity as our community recovers from Hurricane Ian, so deputies are patrolling day and night to protect our citizens and their property. That's why we have a curfew. Florida man Bates faces eight additional charges, including five narcotics-related felonies. The police found a wallet containing somebody else's Florida identification and credit cards inside one of Bates' pants pockets. They also found some cash and some fentanyl in the pockets as well. After these were discovered, Bates told the deputies, These are not my pants, man. They're not my pants. Therefore, the drugs ain't mine either's. Well, that all changed when the deputies found more fentanyl, some crack cocaine, Xanax, diazepam, and marijuana inside the bag that he was also carrying. That bag also contained another individual's passport and some narcotics paraphernalia. Paraphernalia, my favorite word. 
All right, let's keep reading and find out if he said, this ain't my bag either. Ain't my bag. Ain't my pants. Ain't my drugs. It's my paraphernalia, though. <laughs> Bates is a convicted felon. What a surprise. Whose criminal history includes arrests for grand theft, battery, etc., etc. And, of course, because this is Florida, he's out and about stealing people's pants, man. This reminds me of that Florida story. The famous one where the Florida man was caught with drugs inside his rectum and claimed that they were not his either. They're never the Florida man's. They're always somebody else. Wow, these Florida men never take responsibility, even when it's inside their person. A Florida couple is arrested after stealing their co-worker's baby. A Florida woman and her husband were arrested after taking a woman's child from a hotel that they all worked at together. Zita Gasparic, age 49, and her husband Jan Hans Gasparic, age 49 as well, were charged with some child neglect and some kidnapping. A little bit of kidnapping, a little bit of child neglect in there, a little bit of Florida behavior. The sheriff's office was called to the Fairfield Inn and Suites at 8.30 a.m., where an employee said that Zita took her 16-month-old child without her permission. Well, I mean, it all depends. Were you using the child? If you weren't using it, you know, it's all fair game. They were just borrowing it for Halloween. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's terrible. The Gasparics, which is the, this is the Florida couple that took the kid, were stopped on U.S. Highway 1 shortly thereafter with the child in her lap and not in a child's car seat. Well, of course it's not in a car seat. They just stole the baby. You expect them to go, you know, I don't know, swing by Walmart and pick up a child seat. They're trying to do the whole getaway thing with the child, which fortunately was not harmed despite not being in a child's safety seat. The mother of the child told the deputies that Zita, also a hotel employee, was stating how cute the baby was and then took a picture. She also reportedly said, this baby is mine today. <laughs> this baby is mine today. Oh, that should have raised the red flag. You should have took off with your baby right then and there. Yeah, I'm going to take my baby now and we're leaving. <laughs> this baby's mine today. <laughs> Says here, Zita took the child to a breakfast room. You, you let the lady hang out with your child after she said the baby's mine today? That was your first mistake. I mean, I'm not trying to blame the mother, but when someone says, this baby's mine, <laughs> you got to run, man. When the mother went to get her child back from, yeah, get your child back from the lady who just said, the baby's mine, she discovered that Zita left the property with the child. What a surprise. Deputies say that Zita's husband, Jan Hans, <laughs> his name is Jan Hans. I am Jan Hans. Jan was driving the vehicle that was stopped by the sheriff. Zita is being held in the county bail on two felonies. Jan's also booked. That's the end of the article. <laughs> I need more information, man. Is the baby okay? What happened? Well, it doesn't indicate whether or not Zita and her husband kept their hotel job. You know, these hotels are pretty understaffed. They might just give you a warning for kidnapping a co-worker's baby. Who knows? Yay! Pigeons painted pink have been spotted in Pembroke Pines Park. Wow. Can you get enough peas in this title? Pembroke Pines is a place in Florida uh, among the green landscape 
in the Smith Park of Pembroke Pines was something that stuck out just a bit yesterday. Actually, it stuck out quite a lot. People in the park were shocked to see a couple pigeons whose feathers had been completely dyed the color pink. This bizarre sight is no laughing matter to Susan Otto, who works with the Palm Beach Parrot and Bird Rescue. Susan said, Well, now these pigeons are just a bright target for predatory animals. You see how bright they are? That's a target for predators, man. Susan and her team rescued the pigeons with the intent of dyeing them back to their normal color. She said, these are animals that are raised in captivity. They're not wild pigeons. Let's not get it twisted. They are not supposed to be released by the wild anyways because they're not native species to this area. They also can't fend for themselves, and now they're pink to boot. So they're a target for predatory animals, man. The pink dye probably won't cause any harm, she says, but the birds cannot survive on their own in the wild. She speculates they may have been used for some sort of event, such as a gender reveal party. Yeah, she could be right. These gender reveal parties are pretty wild, especially the ones in Florida. Do you remember the one the alligator was going to bite the balloon, which would explode and a certain color would come out? Uh, But instead of biting the balloon, the alligator tried to bite one of the grandmas or something. (laughs) These are your Florida gender reveal danger parties. So I think she's spot on with the gender reveal. Although it could be, who knows, maybe someone's too cheap to buy those plastic flamingos for the yard. They're like, I'm just going to dye these pigeons I have. Maybe someone's experimenting with a new species of bird called the flamigen. (laughs) The flamigen or a pajingo? Pajingo? Flamigen. Which one do you like? It's the bro. No, it's the man's ear. The bro, the man's ear. Yay! Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me for this Florida Friday episodes, and I especially want to extend a thank you to those of you who sent me Florida stories the last couple of days. Very helpful. I appreciate that. And uh, the result of that was I had too many stories to get through, so that's a good problem to have. Uh, I want to give thanks to some people who reached out to me about the bagpipes situation. I was making fun of bagpipes, so... Karen from Glasgow wrote me back telling me that uh, I need to stop dissing the bagpipes and the skirts. She uh, informed me that guys wear them to their weddings here in Scotland, and they always have a bagpiper play at the weddings as well. Uh, That's nice to learn a little bit about the bagpipes and the skirts. I'm sorry, the kilts. And then uh, Sebastian wrote me to let me know that... uh, It depends on the type of bagpipe, but I might be able to fit a bagpipe inside my closet. (laughs) Maybe not the full-sized Scottish variety, but there are some smaller versions, like the Irish elbow pipe, which is called that, because rather than blowing into the pipe via a blowpipe, you use your arm to pump on a bellows, which means you could actually sing at the same time while playing, and it's healthier in the long run. Some bagpipers actually get lung infections, Fungus and bacteria can build up inside the main bag to be inhaled because nobody could not take a breath during a long tune. Uh, Also, surprisingly, a large number of cultures have bagpipes, even if the most famous are the Scots. You can find them in places such as northern Africa and parts of India, Jonesy, and the individual pipes have names. Also, Jonesy, the skirts are called kilts, and... uh, They evolved from a garment that was more like a blanket or a toga called a plaid. 
Ironically, an Englishman came up with the idea of a kilt for Scottish workers at Metalworks because wearing wraparound clothing that's loose around blast furnaces is just asking for trouble. Uh, keep it weird. Peace out and good luck with your life. Wow, this was fabulous, this email. See, I'm learning, right? I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah, I'm fascinated with this small bagpipe. I might have to Google that. And the elbow pipe. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I've only seen the ones where you blow into. I like the idea of like using your arms to to uh, make the noise. That way you can sing at the same time. I don't know what you would sing. But you could rap over it. You know, imagine rapping jump around over bagpipe sounds. That'd be pretty sweet, man. But you, I bet you could make some nice money on the subway doing that, to be honest with you. Um, all right, if you guys want to email me, like these amazing listeners of the show, it's uh, funnyjones at gmail.com. Also, call the show if you feel like you want to express yourself as well. 646-450-2012. I may publish a couple calls after this. I'm going to check the uh, check the messages and see if there's anything in there. Uh, if you guys like to DM me on Instagram, it's at Funny Jones. I'm not against you sliding into my DMs to check on me over the weekend. Health-wise, I'm doing much better, although I still have uh, a condition. I think it's called brain fog. Yeah, I'm really not thinking straight, and it's probably affecting the podcast. So if I'm not as sharp and the jokes aren't as crisp as they usually are, um, I'm not really... <laughs> I'm not really at the top of my game brain-wise right now, so please please uh, bear with me while I get back to normal in the brain. And uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can join my Patreon, which is a cool thing to do. You get extra weird content as well, extra glimpse into my life and some of the things that I'm into outside of the podcast. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews, uh, or go to weirdafnews.com and... No, is that it? Yeah, that's the website. Weird AF. See, see, my brain ain't working. Weirdafnews.com. Click on the Patreon banner. I'm going to post a video that I made my, uh, from my trip to the Bay. Um, I played a sport called lawn bowling, and then I shot a bunch of video of me playing this weird sport, just sort of as an introductory to the sport, because I had never heard of it before, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. So if you uh, if you're curious about the lawn bowling, I'm going to put that in the Patreon. It's about a three minute long video of me learning how to lawn bowl, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun. It was a fun time. I I would totally do it again. Um, anyways, that's the kind of stuff I like to put into the Patreon. So if you'd like a little bit more of me and and other weird stuff, uh, and that's that's what I also am into. You can get it in there. Anyways, enough trying to sell you stuff. I hope you're having a lovely weekend or you had one or you're going to have one. And you know, you know what we say on Weird AF News. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy. It's Lily. I'm so glad that you're feeling better. Um, I was worried about you. So I'm glad you're going to be okay and get your voice back and get your strength back and everything. That's, that's good because we need you. We need you to be healthy and putting out shows and making us laugh and all of that. Um... Well, a couple. I have a couple comments on on the show. Um, I I feel like I'm the type of person like I don't have much money, but I would. I think that I would love to go to a restaurant and pay for the experience of having somebody feed me grapes. Like it seems like something I would really, really enjoy. And be like, oh yeah, so sumptuous, you know. Now, like, read me Greek poetry, but like. In reality, that would be so strange and weird. Like, it would be so awkward. Like, how do I hold my face while somebody feeds me grapes? Like, what 
is like somebody also massaging my feet and like playing like the harp and the lute in the background. Like what? That seems very, very odd. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a history nerd. So like I appreciate the idea of like a high end restaurant that like recreates like an ancient Roman experience. Like that's a cool, that's a really, really cool idea. But I don't think that we need to like play up recreating like the slavery aspect of it you know because like the people that fed you grapes and fanned you with like the palm leaves they were slaves they did not have a great life so i don't think that we need to like recreate that part of it but like a really great food and wine experience like yeah that that sounds cool um now like at home in the bedroom, I would love if my husband, like, fed me grapes and, like, took care of me in that way. You know, if he was like, here you go, baby. Like, I took these all off the stem and I'm selecting the tenderest grapes and, like, sensuously feeding them to you. Like, that sounds cool. But in public at a restaurant, no, probably not. Um, also, I, I, it seems like it's kind of in the same vein with, like, like the the restaurants that make the wait staff sing and dance and like wear costumes and like perform for you, like that's that's odd too. Like I don't like making people do stuff like that for such low wages. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I want to go to a lavish Roman themed restaurant, but I don't want to recreate the slavery aspect of it. Also, spam is gross. I don't. I can't. I I can't get past it. It's it's a gross ground up pork product. Like I ugh ew ugh no stop gross. Hey Jonesy, it's Michael calling from Iowa City, and I want to start off by thanking Shanti for the nice thing that she said Friday. She said she enjoyed me and Michael from Iowa City, and I think that's a very nice comment, and I thank you for that. And then I have to go on and expand on something that she said. She said, you know, when you get to the outro, you always say, oh, I don't want to take your time. It's valuable, and so I'll make this brief. No, I have to say we don't care about that. If people don't want to listen, they can just exit the podcast. And so that's the thing about you, and that's why we listen. Uh, you know, as far as the podcast is concerned, we can go to other places to find weird news. If that's all we want is some weird news stories, we can find that podcast and listen to it. But it's what you bring to your podcast that keeps us there. You tell funny little stories. You have little interjections. It's your um, accents that you do. When you try to pronounce someone's name that's very difficult, you'll try six or seven times. And that, sometimes I'm just left laughing out loud. So that is hilarious. That what is what keeps us coming back. So that's your personality. That's what does it. And during the outro, when you are thanking your patrons or people who leave, uh, re um, you know, comments on the show, their reviews, you read good ones and bad ones. And when you talk about those, you reveal so much of yourself, your personality, and that's how we get to know you. And that's why we love you and care about you and take care of you with, you know, gifts to you and donations to you. And so, uh, you know, that's why we 
come back day after day because we love you because we know who you are. We get to learn about you. And then when you ask for people to call in, you know, you get to hear those calls, but we don't get to hear so many of those. So I have to beg you to please play more phone calls from your, your callers. Put those, more of those at the end of the show. I know that might take more time, but if people don't want to listen, they can exit the show. So please do more of that. I guess it might take more recording time, you know, storage for your show on, you know, your storage in the cloud or whatever. But I think the listeners want to hear those phone calls. So if you do, listeners call in and let Jonesy know that. So Jonesy, please play this and know that we love you and there's reasons for all of these sections to your show. And we all love and appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh consider these things, consider playing more calls, and good luck with your life, man. 